0: My brother-in-law, uh, every year, when we talk about when we get to Easter, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. and we're kind of joking about what we all we gave up for Lent, or you know, what we gave up for Lent. He goes, uh, "You know what I gave for Lent? Watermelon." <laughs> Which in Minnesota, like that's not much of a sacrifice, except that. I was just watching a video of Father Mike Schmitz, and he was like, "My sister always used to give up a watermelon for Lent." I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's my brother-in-law." It was really <laughs> funny. What's, the, what's the kind of crazy stuff you've heard people give up? Oh my gosh,
1: uh, I'm gonna give up uh, sinning for Lent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I heard somebody once gave up uh, the old. They did a bread and water fast for all of Lent. What? Yes, this is a friend of ours actually. Oh my. We're not gonna mention my name because I don't know if he wants, but. <laughs> He ate Hawaiian rolls.
1: He, he ended up <laughs> eating like King's Hawaiian rolls. Yeah, and he,
0: yeah, apparently he used to like roll them up really small and like put, like put them in, like snack them. And he gained weight over Lent, only eating bread and water.
1: First of all, Whoops. are King Hawaiian rolls? Are well, they, is that bread?
0: Well, they're sixty-three percent like Hawaiian butter, I think, or something. I don't know. They're so good. Well, they're sugar. Oh my god! Sugar and butter.
1: So this really. one Lent, and when I was in college, I. I thought I'd do something hard and gave a meat for Lent, but like the thing about a college campus is, they literally put a buffet out for you every day. And there's always like a vegetarian option, so it's very simple, right? Yeah, I just had to stick to that. How'd it go? It was it was great until the last week. Like I went home for Easter break for spring break, and went out with my parents. We went to this uh, barn restaurant, whatever, and I ordered these chicken wings, and it was still like the Thursday before Easter maybe wednesday or whatever <laughs> and i i swore to my parents like mom and dad these are the best chicken wings i've ever had and they're like really are they that good i was like yes and they like tried them they're like yeah they're okay i was like no seriously i have never had better chicken wings
0: did you know what and you're
1: doing? I was, no i had no wow. idea i just thought they were just the best thing i was wow. just talking about them that night i pulled i had some leftovers pulled them out of the fridge and i ate them and it was like at that moment, like I'm, when I was eating the cold one, it was like, oh, because mm-hmm. that's the worst that on a Friday when you're so like, good. you're like
0: halfway into some leftover oh, sausage yeah. pizza and you're like, no,
1: right. Yeah. It's in my mouth. to have to spit it
0: out? No. And, and it's yeah, a good, I don't so. it's a good thing. Like we can't earn God's love because that, that just whatever.
1: See, I think that's a good thing to bring up because I think we do that a lot with Lent.
0: We are absolutely it's pagan, like, Pelagian, whatever you want to say. Like, yeah, we totally act that way. Oh, I must appease the Lord by doing this thing. Because how, how silly a thought is that? such a small thing like oh i've given up x as yeah. if the lord's like oh
1: thank god that's the thing that did it yeah. you know or like, or we do it to like appease our appease ourselves like i have really been wanting oh. to like lose weight so now i'm gonna like do these practices that help me achieve that goal you it's 100
0: percent the worship of ourselves <laughs> and not the god of the universe right like yeah. it's like i did it my willpower is strong like god's like i don't care you know like <laughs> i loved you before that and i love you now but like yeah you really did it for me. Like, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think that's interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's helpful to maybe think of it in terms of that, like, parental child relationship sometimes.
0: That doesn't mean everyone should go out there and just blow their lens and no, stuff no, no, right no, now. Not, yeah. No,
1: not at all. But, like, yeah, like, you, you know, your, your kiddo's, like, trying to be helpful around the house and he's doing things to help with the house. That's great. But, like, what you really want as a parent is to, like, spend time with your child. Yeah. You know, like, to know your child.
0: I cleaned up. Why is your sister crying? Oh, she wasn't helping, so I smacked her. Well, you know, you're not. That's not what I meant. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a buddy, and I feel super bad. I, I hope he doesn't think I'm calling him out. I am not. He said I gave up playing games on my phone, and I know it's hard for him. I know, like he has a strong yeah, desire to trying. do that. Yeah. It is the exact same thing my six-year-old boy gave up. <laughs> And so my buddy was like, he's like, "Oh, well, uh, I guess I guess Leo and I are doing that." <laughs> and I'm like, "You can be no no games on the phone, brothers." You know, <laughs> they're like checking in every day. And then uh, and and then like a jerk, I'm like, "Have you played Watermelon?" <laughs> Easter, Easter morning, you got to download Watermelon. Just get right back to it. Twelve hours a day playing Watermelon. Has there
1: yeah. ever been a game that you've been like into for a week or two, or more, like a phone game? Yeah. What, like, what's one that comes to mind?
0: Watermelon. Have I not told you about this? I've never this? even heard of this. It's basically sort of like Tetris, but instead of blocks, it's different shaped fruit, and okay. you have to make the, the same kinds of fruit touch, and yeah. then they turn to bigger fruit, and yep. basically you just try to build bigger blocks of fruit until mm. you get watermelons, and it's called We Love Watermelons, or I Love Watermelons, yeah. something like that, and it is, my my 14-year-old started me on it, and uh, like, yeah. I think I downloaded it on a Tuesday, and um, like Sunday afternoon I woke up and uh, was like, I've been playing watermelon for like uh, yeah. five days straight.
1: It, like, uh, it sounds like the kind of thing that would be fun doing, but listening to you talk about it makes it sound really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: here's the thing. I think it is really dumb. <laughs> okay. All video games sound dumb. <laughs> if we just talk about them. When you do them, you're like, oh, dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's why we should give them all up forever. But. They're They're double me, double me, double me, yes! <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Welcome to StoryDream, a podcast where we share stories to help share the story. Have you ever felt paralyzed when someone asks you a question? When someone asks us a question, it's often better to answer with a story than a soundbite. I'm Corey LaCroix, and I'm here with Chris Gestelts. Let's tell some stories.
0: Chris Costels, and I'm here with Corey LaCroix. Here at StoryDram, we tell some stories to try and um, better understand the story of Jesus Christ. We have a lot of fun doing it. Corey, I'm really excited to be here with you right now. We haven't seen each other in a bit. Yeah, it's been a it's been a quick, quick minute since we've hung out in a little while. It's really good. We've we, we're supposed to start recording like an hour ago
1: and we just, <laughs> we just talked. like two in the
0: morning and we're like, well, let's we should probably start, you know, <laughs> it's type of a deal.
1: So I need to apologize for making fun of you for the watermelon game. Why?
0: <laughs> you didn't make fun of me. You no, just called no. it, it. sounded like it sounded boring. Well, yeah.
1: he, here's why I need to apologize, because it's super hypocritical of me. Why Be- is that? Well, because like the watermelon game sounds silly and objectively probably is it is but like i think I'm, it's a, I'm a hypocrite because i like to play other kinds of games what's yours like i really like playing sudoku dude that's like a brain game yeah but it's a game you know it's like uh, a it's like a it's a you know a game that wastes a lot of time like but think, the rede- think about what you're doing you're just like looking for numbers <laughs> yes but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a keeping bunch your... of boxes
0: but see you're a young man i'm an old man <laughs> and at my age you gotta do things to like you know <laughs> Ward off the the Alzheimer's that's around the corner any moment. So you got to play games like that to keep yourself sharp. So that's good. Like, there's no redeeming value to try and make two lemons meet up so they look like an apple. So then the two apples meet up and they look like freaking pomegranate. And then those two meet up to look like a coconut. And then those two meet up to look like a watermelon. Like, all... there's no there's no winning except for oh my the chemical release in your brain. So. Well, you know, it's it's good that we're talking about this because it has nothing to do with your story today. And yeah, yeah. and we're in Lent, and a lot of people, I think, in Lent, in the wider world, whether you're a particularly religious person or not, kind of maybe turn a little bit uh, towards the Lord a little bit this time. year. They're looking yeah. for something, whether it's a delicious fish sandwich from Culver's or something else. They kind of do some traditions just because yeah. they're kind of latent from when the culture was Christian, you know. Um, but there's some things we do sometimes that like truly are like help us know Christ. to our behaviors that sometimes we do yeah. them even when we don't want to do them. Yeah. You have a story about that for us.
1: Today. I do. I, I do want to say though that did you know that the third like highest attended liturgical day of the year after Christmas and Easter is Ash Wednesday. Is Ash Wednesday not a
0: not a holy day of obligation? It's not a holy day. Yeah, you what, don't have to go. On what Ash do you Wednesday? think that is? Do you want my honest opinion on this? Yeah, I do. I really do. Okay. Uh, I think human beings uh, in general, my this is just based on me, so I think I am relatively shallow and I have trouble seeing something that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard for me to see, I, not me, because I think about it all the time, the value of the Eucharist, but we get the Eucharist every time we want, and, and it, it provided that we're in a right uh, in a state of communion and, 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 and right with God to receive it, Like, but it's just readily available. Yeah. There's one day we get dirt smeared on their, our foreheads. Yeah. And that one day you have to go to church to get it. Yeah. And and because it's special in that way, because of the scarcity of it, our reptilian brains go, "Oh my gosh, I gotta go." Hmm. And I think it's also like at times, like I hate to say it, but it goes against exactly the scripture that we read at Ash Wednesday. It's an outward sign Mm -hmm. that I'm trying. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, and you kind of want to like, like God, you know, I I believe God loves me. I want to be a good person. Blah blah blah. Even if you're very Sort of just culturally Catholic. You're like, I got to go do this. Yeah. It's the same week that the number four day is at is Palm Sunday. Yeah. get to, oh, I'm go I'm get palms. I yeah. got to go tie my into a boat or something. I don't know, you know, like.
1: <laughs> make you know? my palm sword. I got to make my palm sword and beat
0: up my sister with it, whatever, you know, like. <laughs> i got going to sit at mass and poke my dad's ear for the next hour, you know, like, whatever. Like,
1: you <laughs> cannot destroy grace.
0: You know, it's just so funny. Like, we show up. We show up at church for dirt <coughs> and for dead leaves. Yeah. And every other Sunday, a lot of people skip, mm-hmm. and the God of the universe comes and enters us. And mm-hmm. we're like, nah, hard pass. You know, but I, I think that's Ash Wednesday. Yeah. No judgments in that. I'm not here to judge no, anybody. For sure, for sure. I'm not your judge. God yeah. is. Not me. But like, I honestly, I think that's what it is.
1: Yeah. I, I want to believe, and I do believe that bec- because God has created us to know Him, and. And the deepest part of every human heart is that longing to be closer to God. And some days we're in tune to it, and some days we're not. And so, yes, there's this, like, appeal to the ashes. But there's also this, like, no, like, I do want to come back. And it Ash Wednesday is super approachable because I don't have to be Catholic, you know? Or, yeah, any, anybody can get ashes. Yeah. yeah. And, and something really powerful, like, about remembering, like, I come from dust. To dust, I will return. And, like, I, I do want to change my life. And now's the chance, again, to... To start that journey, so here we go. Yeah. And honestly,
0: I think it's a case for Catholicism, right? Yeah, because Ash Wednesday is a, is, a, is a is a proof positive that we need strong symbols. Yeah, we need smoke, we need candles, we need this thing. Mm. There's different versions of it. There's a smoke machine. There's lasers. There's whatever you know, like other churches. Yeah. But like, I think we as humans need this outward sign because um, yeah, we see we see dimly us through a glass, right? We don't. It's hard for us to see the God of the universe and. And in order to, we need to see things that represent it and and show those unseen realities
1: for us. And Ashes is one way that happens. Let's go. Let's go. So I got a story about unseen realities. Maybe taking things for granted. Um, When I was a little guy, my parents, uh, who grew up in North Dakota, would bring us back to North Dakota uh, a few times a year. And one week a year, we would usually go back to spend time with my Uncle Jimmy and my grandpa and Grandma Schmidt. How cool is it that I have Uncle Jimmy? <laughs>
0: Uncle Jimmy sounds like he <laughs> might be along to the, the North Dakota mafia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Uncle Jimmy. How you doing? I used to be out east, if you know what I mean. You know? anyway, Keep going.
1: I love it. I've uh, told a few stories about Uncle Jimmy on this oh. podcast. Yeah, The Michigan uh, football game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Uncle, Uncle told, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, I, got, I, I have a few more about him. Is he sure. still alive? Oh yeah, for oh. sure. Still kicking it. All right. He's a wild man. Um but yeah, we'd s- spent some time with grandma and grandpa Schmidt and they lived next to this parish church in Hazleton, North Dakota. Population like two hundred. Oh my god. And I probably the least favorite part of my time with my grandparents every day was walking over to the church to pray a rosary. It was like loved eating grandma's food, loved playing cards, loved following grandpa around town, but did not enjoy going over to the church to pray a rosary <laughs> as a little guy <laughs> and <clears throat> i could also tell it was like frustrating for my grandparents right because me and my little brothers would like poke each other and not kneel or not pray and we're, like, are like are we done yet are we done yet how many more beads you know and my grandparents would just kneel there and pray the rosary yeah, and... look at your beads buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... for sure don't you know how to count you little man
0: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like your grandparents no i'm just kidding i have no idea.
1: I remember growing older as a teenager when they were no longer living in that home. Mm -hmm. And at some point, um, we went back for their 50th wedding anniversary. Cool. And this beautiful liturgy, uh, Monsignor Shea, who we talked about before. Really? Yeah. He (laughs) presided at their 50th wedding anniversary. Just spoke of their love for one another being rooted in their love for Jesus. And as a teenager, that just really striking me. That, you know, I remember, you know, probably 10, 20, 30 times of coming into this little country church in Hazleton, North Dakota and kneeling and hating it. But like, this was one of the things that grandma and grandpa did because they loved Jesus and that helped them love one another. And like, beginning to make that connection that, like, that's also like why they were good at loving me, you know? Yeah. And I didn't totally get it um, or totally embrace that or, even at that time, wasn't like into praying the rosary. But just fast forward a few years later, uh, I was a freshman in college and I got the phone call that my grandmother had passed away. And so made the trek up to North Dakota um, to another little small town church in Linton, North Dakota. Uh, Cause it, the church is a little bigger than Hazleton. Right. And where they celebrated my grandma's funeral and seeing my grandmother, uh, in that co- in that casket in this church uh with her rosary beads tied around her hands and um, wasn't the
0: first time those hands held those rose that yeah, rosary yeah
1: yeah um yeah it was just this this powerful experience for me to say and to like my grandmother and grandpa loved Jesus so much and loved Mary so much um that they every single day would spend time with them and It was like in that moment, seeing grandma in the casket was brought back to that little country church when I was a little guy with them and hating, praying the rosary, you know, being a little fart. um, And them just patiently just loving us and trying to love Jesus. And uh, just remember thinking like, I want I want to love Jesus like that, you know, like that that moment that happened 10 years prior was really solidified and, and kind of cast in a greater light because of this other moment, you know, the moment of her death. Um, and then the same thing when my grandfather passed away, right? it was also buried with his rosary. Um, and, yeah, I, I often will go back to that place just in my mind of prayer, just their, their witness to me of faith. Um, I can remember many conversations talking about faith with my grandpa Schmidt when he would just start to cry, when he would talk about Jesus, (laughs) you know, like he'd say, Jesus loves you. God loves you. And grandpa, he would tear up as he'd say it, you know, he'd sit in his chair and watch mother Angelica for four hours or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But he really believed it. You know, the veil between heaven and earth was thin for him. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, yeah, I was just reflecting on that recently. It's just the power of a praying grandparent of, of a, of a grandparent who loves the Lord and is trying to pass not not necessarily like how do I pass my faith on to my grandchildren, but just like yeah. the power that their witness has in passing on the faith. You know?
0: How about the old evangelization? We talk about the new evangelization yeah. all the time. What about the yeah. old evangelization? Just <laughs> freaking becoming a saint yourself yeah. and and then just putting people in the same place as you. Yeah. I, I heard a priest once say, um, if uh, if you're a person of faith, I bet you look back and within a couple generations, you find a prayer warrior.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true.
0: Like it isn't study. I'll, I'll just say what they said. It isn't study. It isn't like a devotion to whatever, blah blah blah. It's a strong, powerful daily prayer life. Yeah, that yields that makes saints. With because it's it's Jesus who can make saints, right? And so. If you have a pray, if you have a prayer warrior in your family, that's gonna up your chances of being a person of faith. Mm-hmm. I just love that. Yeah. So if you want, like, talk about you want your kids to be people of faith. You want your grandkids to. You want your spouse, like, become a saint yourself. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah. Pray well. Pray yeah. often.
1: Yeah. You ever hear that phrase like faith isn't taught; it's caught.
0: Say it all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think there's, I think there's some truth there, right? Like. You can't just, like, teach ideas about Jesus. Um, t- can't just teach it. But you also, I think, the cot thing is, like, you know, it's, like, in the air. It's got to be in the air, right? Like, yeah. And then, and then hopefully they catch it. I think, like, there's this piece of, like, faith must be lived, you know? Like, your kids need to see it. They need to taste it. They need to experience it. There needs to be that moment where, like, they wake up in the morning, and you're sitting in your prayer chair, and they come sit next to you, you know? Or you're... Seventy years old, and your routine is going to the church every day to pray the rosary. And your yeah. grand, your grandkids come to town, and you say, well,
0: this, is what, "This is what we do." Yeah,
1: come, come, come on, come with us.
0: I'm not doing this because you're here.
1: <laughs> I do this, yeah. Exactly. You're
0: you're doing this because I'm here. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's a a moment in my life where I was really uh, motivated to pray the rosary more, and it was when I was an adult it wasn't because someone told me I should, um, although people have told me I should many times. Yeah. Um, we went to Liz's grandfather's funeral. And uh, he's in the, it's actually the, before the funeral, it's the visitation. And he's in the casket. I kind of, you know, I stop by and do, you know, do the thing. You know, yeah. In law, you know, whatever. I do the thing. I stop by the casket to pray for him. And I look in, I look at his beads. Some of the beads were kind of roundish, but most of the beads were like, crazy small amount of wood super thin no longer black just black on the very edges it's very thin he prayed his rosary so much he wore out the wood Mm -hmm. i was like holy crud Mm -hmm. i don't have a single rosary that looks like anyone's ever touched it like and this guy he prayed this same rosary for 50 years and just as i was admiring this well all of a sudden i hear this male voice behind me I says in the name of the Father and of the son and of the Holy spirit this gruff this voice that had been conditioned with a thousand Manhattans you know and like <laughs> a couple packs of, a couple packs of camels along the way and he's just like in the name of the father and then in the middle of the visitation yeah 23 men prayed the prayed the Rosary mm-hmm. and it was his Rosary club from church whoa and uh they go to just go to they just in the middle, they, they don't ask permission they don't oh, we don't okay. set it up There's not a time yeah and everyone just stopped and like the other hundred people there just started praying along. Yeah. And I was like, I want someone to do that at my funeral. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's so beautiful. It was. Yeah. I remember, actually, when it was working with you, I think you might be you might have been the one to share this with me, that sometimes when you pray the rosary, you'll say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, and then you'll insert a name, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for Corey. No, and at the hour of that's his death. Did you tell me that? Oh, no,
0: that's not me. It wasn't you. The only thing I ever say about the rosary, if you're falsely praying that your guardian angel finishes it, I don't oh. know if that's true. <laughs> I like that. But my guardian angel's like, I am tired of finishing your rosaries, young man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah maybe it but wasn't if, you. If we go oh.
0: back to like faith being caught, not taught. <laughs> Christian Smith, I don't know if you know You know Christian yeah. Smith. He's a sociologist from Notre Dame who, who studies religion and uh, uh, Americans, and he did this big study of the religious society of the American teenager, and his latest work has been in how families pass on the faith. He says there are four behaviors. I'm going to try to remember off the top of my head. I did not prepare this. Let's see how I do. There are four behaviors that um, parents do if they want to pass on the faith. Number one is they got to live it out themselves. Yeah. So you, gotta, you have to genuinely be a person of prayer because everyone knows just like wild animals can smell fear, kids can smell BS. Yeah. And if you're just doing it because you want them to be faithful, forget it. Yep. Like it actually has to matter to you. Yeah. Number two, you got to have faith goals as a family. Mm. Like, hey, our faith goal is to go to confession once a month Mm. and we're going to set this as a family. Everybody agree. Or our faith goal is to pray a Hail Mary every night. Wow. Our faith goal is to go to mass every Sunday because we're not doing that right now. Like whatever it is, whatever level you're at is to make a faith. It doesn't matter what the goal is, is that you set a goal. Yeah. Number three is you just have religious stuff around your house. And this goes to what you said. You're just in the soup. And that's where you got to have good Catholic books around. You got to have a Bible and not like the untouchable yeah. family Bible of the 50s that right. sits in the corner and no one can actually look through it. Um, it's got like white European Jesus crazy, like it's a white cover, you know, that that book. Like, no, yeah. can't do that one. But like a real Bible that just, oh, well, let me grab that. I'll go look that right. up. You know, like um, a
1: crucifix on your wall or... like a
0: crucifix in every house, a room in your house, yeah. like. I was actually saying to Liz, I'm like, should we get a bigger crucifix for our bedroom? <laughs> She's like, the, the crucifix in our bedroom is for my grandparents. I'm like, good enough. <laughs> and, uh, you know. And then the fourth thing was um, was you uh, you have to be able to answer your kids' questions. Mm-hmm. And when they have a question about faith, you have to you have to know the answer. Or, and more importantly, and actually, he points this out, it's more important that you say, I don't know, but mm-hmm. let's go find out together. Yeah. Because then what you teach your kids is. Your whole life, you're going to have to look up stuff about God, because if you think you understand Him at seven or thirty or fifty, you're wrong. Yeah. If you think you understand Him completely ever, you're wrong. Right. And so you have to constantly be looking for more to grow in greater relationship. I don't know myself well enough. What makes you think I know the the God of the universe? You know, like, um. So that whole idea, those four things, Mm. um, are the things that, like, honestly, he's found. This isn't a guy like. He's not like a guy like me. Some DRE is like, well, I think these will be a good idea. This is a guy who researched it. Right. He looked at he the biggest survey, study ever in the United
1: States of the America. The biggest study on of religion youth and religion. Yeah. Ever, ever. Stu- ever. And this is like the third round of it. Yes. You know? So yeah, like yeah. It's Like twenty five years.
0: This guy has been studying religion and whether it works in kids or not for a million for twenty five years. <laughs> and what he said what millions? Twenty five years. <laughs> and what he said was these four things. Yeah. If a family can do these four things, you got a shot. Mm-hmm. The culture's strong. Mm-hmm. Culture's not going to help your kid be Catholic or Christian or anything besides yeah. just a money-spending consumer. Yeah. That's what the culture wants you to be. But if you want your kid to be a follower of Jesus Christ, try these four things. Mm. You know, go to mass, have an be a, be a saint yourself, try and like fill your house with good Catholic Christian stuff and like answer their questions. Yeah. Make goals.
1: Let's go. Can I make a faith goal right now for our podcast? Yeah, I think we should end uh, the podcast right now in prayer for okay. all these parents that are listening to this episode. Oh my gosh!
0: Okay, let's go. I yeah, but if this is weird you, weirds you out out there, <laughs> like I, it's okay. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. Yeah. All right. So if you're driving, like just be prepared. Yeah. Don't close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, even if that's your normal thing, like eyes on the road, you can pray with your eyes open. I promise Jesus still hears the prayers. Okay. Like, and if this is weird, I just keep listening. You're only a couple, only couple minutes left. You, I think you should lead us as you told the story.
1: Let's do it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Loving Father, we praise you, and we thank you for the gift of our families, of our homes. We thank you for our children, those that we have and those that will come in the future. We thank you for our grandchildren. Uh, we thank you for the privilege that it is to be family. Lord, help us to love them as you love them. Help us to share uh, the goodness that we have found in you. Lord, and help us to be attentive this Lent to how you are calling us and leading us closer to your heart uh, so that we uh, can be with you, love you, serve you all the days of our life and love and serve our family as you would serve them. We ask all this in your most holy name. Amen. Amen
0: son and holy spirit amen hey Corey, thanks for sharing that story today that is super inspiring i am going to think of uh think of your grandparents next yeah. time i whip out the old rosary it's yeah. good stuff mm-hmm. and so beautiful and listeners, thank you so much for listening We really appreciate it If you get a second, uh, like us, share us um, Write a review, do whatever whatever you want Whenever you interact It tells uh, the computer that that runs the podcast stuff That people are listening And so we really would appreciate it um, But more so, pass this along Share this with someone Especially someone who wants to raise their kids In a Christian way, in a Catholic way This might be helpful to them So please, please, please for this long, we really, really would appreciate that. Um, we think it's a value, and we think you do too, so please pass along. But more than all of that, go out and make some stories.